Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from your Belinda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. Thank you, Hedia. <laughs> I was messing around with our new little oh, lower third that, there, too. Oh. No, I, that's okay. Yeah. So but it's so tiny. Can anybody read that? Yeah, put the other one back up and then we'll take it down and that will be okay. there. There you go. Those of you listening to the audio, you have no idea what we're doing. We just have some little graphics that we're changing off and on. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank For the you. Living Fearless Devotional. I'm very good at everswerekministry.com. <laughs> Go to resurrectministry.com. Trying to be creative, you know, where you can find all of our content. Deepen your relationship with the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to tell a man today. Have you ever met Jesus? Yeah. That was exciting. Uh, you could find our worship bands and pastors to listen to. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. And if you care to donate, you could push the PayPal button. We have this cool donor box software, too. Awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. Books too? Did you tell me about the books? Books, lots of books. Yes. Yes, please, because we books. opened an Amazon associate account, so we need somebody to find a book that they yeah, like. Buy books from us <laughs> or Amazon that will give us credit. Uh, let's see who's on already. We have Lisa Wood. Hi, she was Lisa. The first one on. We got Darcy Kane. Hi, Darcy. And Cindy Hauser. Hi, Cindy. Hope I'm saying that right. Is there any other other way to say that? Hauser. 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 <laughs> you've been watching too much of the, the yeah. our tv show yeah you're about to get you about to say we were watching the hunters the, hunter, the, the hunters the hunters yeah yeah it's actually not that's pretty good it is pretty good. i gotta say it's pretty good a little gory from time to time um we are reading from charles spurgeon morning by morning apparently he's pretty famous yes i've been hearing giant. Uh, i hear lots of people re- refer to him and, and funny enough, I'm not sure that I even, I even realized that before. I but remember. now it seems like everybody mentions him. And uh, it's February 3rd at the time of this uh, live broadcast. And the reference is Romans 8, 12. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny you said that. February 3rd, the time of this broadcast. <laughs> I'm Walter Cronkite. Well, because- <laughs> and happy to see you. From the oceans to the to the mountains or whatever. whatever. No, he didn't say that. That. Uh, Another guy down here did an LA broadcaster from the oceans to the. Okay. From the, from the mountains to the sea. What do you used to say? I can't remember. Oh my gosh. I forgot what he said. If anybody's watching that knows what he used to say, that would be great. Um, so can I, can I, can I go now? Please. Okay. So February 3rd at the time of this broadcast, <laughs> the reference is Romans eight twelve. It says, so then brothers, we are debtors. Yes. Hmm. Another very interesting passage, right? Yes, yeah. you blood and say we're debtors. Yeah, both very negative <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a whole discussion on debtors because I'm a little, yeah. Yeah. All right. Wondering that. So, Mr. Charles Spurgeon says As people of God's creation, we are all debtors to him, owing him obedience with our entire body, soul, and strength. And having broken his commandments, as each of us has, we are also debtors to his justice. Therefore, having vast debt, we are unable to repay. For Christians, however, it can be said that we are not debtors to God's justice, for Christ has paid the debt to his people owed. For this reason, believers are all the more indebted to his love. I am a debtor to God's grace and his 
forgiving mercy, but in no way am I a debtor to his justice, for he will never accuse me of a debt that is already paid. Christ said, it's finished, meaning that whatever his people owed was forever wiped away from his book of remembrance. Christ has utterly and completely satisfied divine justice. Our account is settled. The final receipt signed upon his cross with, has been delivered. Therefore, we are no longer debtors to God's justice. Yet, for the very reason we are no longer debtors to our Lord's justice, we are 10 times more indebted to him than we would have been otherwise. Wow. Dear Christian, pause for a moment, which I just did. Dear Christian, pause for a moment to ponder what a debtor you are to the divine sovereign. Think how much you owe to his unselfish love, for he gave his own son to die for you, as we talked about yesterday. Consider how much you owe to his forgiving grace, for even after 10,000 offenses, that's the part I was talking about, he loves you as infinitely as ever. Consider that you owe to his power. He has raised you from your death in sin. He has preserved your spiritual life. He has kept you from falling. And although a thousand enemies may have crossed your path, you have been empowered to continue on your way. And finally, consider that you owe to his unchangeable nature. Though you have changed a thousand times, he has never changed even once. You are as deeply in debt as you could possibly be to every attribute of God. Therefore, you owe the Lord all that you are and all that you have. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So one thing I want to start on is mm -hmm. this. We talked about it a little bit yesterday that when um, the methodology of evangelism, the five-hand gospel, uh, that actually I think uh, started with Ray Comfort. It's a, a very old um, understanding. So they start mm -hmm. with, do you think you're going to heaven? And going through this concept of divine justice. And uh, so the divine justice means that God expects absolute perfection. And, mm -hmm. he's, and he expects every debt of sin to be paid. And when you think about it, because he's holy and pure. So he cannot allow sin into paradise. Into heaven. When you think about it, uh, what trips people up, I think, is a comparison of that um, with God's endless love and mercy. Because people say, well, if he's such a merciful God and such a loving God, why does he want to punish every single sin? Hmm. And in God's economy, it's not... Um, it's not an easy concept to understand. I, I'll never forget because Pastor Mark Driscoll went through a very good explanation of this. It was a long one. I don't remember all of it, but he was basically saying it's God's creation in his earth and he has a right to extract a penalty. Like there was no, there was no promise. There was nothing that he did in his creation that he didn't, that he promised that he would not demand this. In other words, he gave, uh, First, he created them in perfection, and then they sinned. He said, don't eat this one tree, and then man sinned and fell. And then from then on, he started to give them law, and they disobeyed that. And he kept saying in the law, I will extract a penalty. My wrath will come on you for not following my commandments. 
And then his ultimate act of mercy is like, you guys are never going to get it. <laughs> so I'm going to send my son. So there, so this concept of indebtedness is we're so wretched that we just can't stop sinning. And so we have to be eternally grateful for the fact that he had so much mercy. He gave his son to pay that de debt that we would never pay. Mm. Hmm. So the concept of being in, indebted to Christ um, is something you really have to ponder. Like I, I've never, so many in the church we say that are almost cliche that you never really think about it until you read one of these devotionals and he really drives home a point of indebtedness. And so that's just what came to me about indebtedness is that that divine justice demands a penalty and he expected man to comply, but then ultimately knew he never would. And then gave his son as, as the payment of that, of that penalty. And some people still refuse to take it. Mm -hmm. And so those of us that do have to understand how valuable that is because were we to have to get, imagine getting a stripe, a, a, a lashing for every sin. Mm -hmm. And if you think about you're that, take, you're taking me back to my childhood, right? If you take, <laughs> if you compare that and imagine compile all of them from that time yeah. till now, <laughs> and, 10, right. Yeah. And then imagine that God's like, you know what, though you deserve this, I'm giving you none of that. Giving you mm. and he paid your and he paid your tab. Hmm. I, I have something on my mind that just kind of clicked because I think there. Are, I mean, I think we've heard this even recently. Like, why? Why an Old Testament and New Testament? But God knew He had to give us the Old Testament. Testament. He had to show. What, what men were really like, what man, including women too. I'm not just, yes, you know, women are included in that. Um, he had to show that over and over again, regardless of what he did and how he showed his strength and power, men still sinned. Right. And it, it happened over and over and over again. Right. And uh, in different circumstances, in different ways. And he goes, I just need to show you all these different ways. And he goes, because of that, now I'm going to show you that how much I love you. Right. I love you. And from this point on, uh, you know, I, I've already showed you how sinful you are and I'm giving you an out. There's going to be some of you who, uh, who get it for the most part. Right. <laughs> and there's going to be a whole bunch of you who it doesn't matter what I do. Right. It doesn't matter that I showed you. It doesn't matter that I, I gave you I an out. You. I you know, it doesn't matter that I show you how much I love you. You still, this, this doesn't matter. And I already know that. And that's why we have a hell. Right. right. So he had to do all those things in order for it to actually make sense. And now it makes sense. It makes sense why you had to have an Old Testament and a New Testament. Right. It's just so clear. It's, 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 a, it's like my dog analogy. I finally have a dog analogy all this time. Oh, okay. It, it, is that you can... Um, you can train a dog to sit down, stay, and, uh, and those are all fine. Those are obedience. And then you have things like you have to correct bad behavior. So teaching dog to sit down, stay are behaviors that you teach the dog to do. Now, does he sit down, stay when the cat goes running by? Does he, does he, um, sit down, stay when somebody, right? A kid rides their skateboard 
on the sidewalk when you're trying to go for a walk. Now, those are the times that the, the, the dog's sinful nature gets the best of them. And so in dog training, just like with God, he had to allow you to make those mistakes so he could correct you. So you have to, and, and that's what I would tell people all the time. I said, we're going to have to go somewhere so that we see the bad behavior so that we can correct it. If we just, if we just take him, take the dog into a sterile environment, oh, right. you know, he's going to be, look like he's perfect. He's going to sit down, stay. And that's what I talk about in these court hearings that I testify on that they can train a narcotics dog in a sterile environment of a training center or the, you know, a, a local school that they go to over and over and over again, where everything becomes normal there's nothing new to distract the dog. There's, there's no new noises or anything that happens. The same people are always there, the same handlers and the same dogs and the same trainer. It all, comes, it be, all becomes normalized. So you wouldn't know how precious it was. Right. Unless. You know. And now you got to go through the times where it's not so great and see and, and test yourself. It has to be done. And that's the Bible. The Bible showed the testing. So I, I see, I keep, te- and you keep failing. And here's the correction. Yep. For doing the bad thing, I, I, listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sacrifice my son to forgive you because you guys are just horrible. Now, again, some of you will recognize this, and you'll understand that me giving you the New Testament is is a uh, to direct you to the um, the prophecies in the Old Testament. All the things that I try to tell you is is why we have the New Testament. It's the forgiveness, right. and uh, some of you will understand it that's all I can do. I've done, I've done all I can do for you guys. Right on. And if you pray for me, if you pray and ask for things, you know, that, you know, you need just ask. And if it's in my timing and it's, if I think that it's, it's good, I'll give it to you. And if, if not, then I won't give it to you because I think the the, the better lesson is not to give it to you. And that's the way we live our life, yep. but you have to get it. You have to get it. And people don't get it. You have to get the equation. Sorry. Did I ramble or was that actually? No, no it made sense. Absolutely. Okay, good. Thanks. I needed and that. I like uh, Lisa quoted six five, uh, I, and the Lord saw that uh, the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intention of his thoughts and his heart were only evil continually. <laughs> yes, yeah. And so that's actually that's not the scripture, Lisa. If you're still looking at the Bible right now, right before the Nephilim, right, the uh, son of uh, Genesis six five. Yeah, Genesis six five is right before when God talks about um, the evil of the sons of God procreating with the women found that they were beautiful. I was just listening to that today. Uh, and Carrie gives us Habakkuk one thirteen. You are of purer eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. Very nice. Yeah. So good. Good. Good stuff. And this is another one of those times where, uh, you know, through the first reading that we do before we go live, I was not quite sure that I quite had. I mean, it was just like, yeah, we have debt and eh, we got to pay debt. And <laughs> yeah, I got, you know, we got house payments. We got electric, we got all these kinds of things. And, you know, right. I really, really wasn't thinking about in the way that I just did. That came with your talk. Fantastic. You said. So amazing. I like that he points out to us also all of the bad things that we do. Consider what you owe to his power. He raised you from your death and sin. He preserved your spiritual life. He kept you from falling. And although a thousand enemies have crossed your path, you have been empowered to continue on your way. I feel that especially um, with all the stuff I went through for my dad. Uh, It's just like you, it's the, 
you feel like you're going through a storm, but then you look back and you're like, wow, his grace was upon me and his power mm. to make it um, easier than it otherwise could have been, for sure. Which part? What? The, the after his passing? Um, or not? Yeah, after his passing, you know, all the family stuff and the probate and all that stuff is just like, it's overwhelming when it's happening, but mm-hmm. then now that it's over, I look back and I was like, wow, he made that so much easier than it could have otherwise been. And you just feel, you just feel like it's, you're on a cloud, you're on this magic carpet ride, for lack of a better expression, that God's just carrying you through it. Mm. You know, I, I met a woman at, at a Bible study today and she was, uh, she had just recovered from cancer. She got a new PET scan today and was uh, yesterday was God willing was clear. But she said that, um, yeah, it was it was hard. She's like, but wow, my she's like, I knew Jesus was real for many years, but I really found out how real he was during this cancer. You know what I mean? And it's like you would think, oh, no, she'd be complaining about cancer. But she's like, no, it was in the cancer. Kind of like you talk about in the hospital. This, that's what brought God to life. That's what brought Jesus as my Lord and Savior to life mm. is through that adversity. Isn't it funny with you saying that, that tonight as we were having dinner, the kids remembered that so fondly, not of me being sick, (laughs) just the closeness of uh, they came to Courtney and they, and it wasn't, you know, we hear people all the time talk about that period of time in COVID where kids were kept home and it wasn't good for our country. It was absolutely horrible. It was, it, it was unnecessary. And took a toll on a whole bunch of people. But I got to tell you that for whatever reason in our, I mean, other than God, <laughs> God blessed us through that whole thing. Our, our entire family. It, it could not have come at a better time. And I mean, ours, the first half for me and Sarah was horrific. Mm. So it only got better once we came together. But for us, the beginning was horrific. Mm. But you guys generally had a good time. Oh my gosh, the kids. <laughs> <laughs> the kids remember that time as being amazing. Well, they also bonded with me. Yeah. I think they it, it was a time where they thought that I might not be back too. Oh, after COVID? No, when you were in the hospital? No, but even before the mm. hospital, I think um, you remember that's when you had met Christ in Utah. Yeah. And by so by the time you came back, they had like a new dad. Mm. You know, you were home all the time. You, that's when you became super dad, you know? You weren't working all the time. The courts had shut down. And oh, there was that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, got so you were home all the time. You know, you were taking them back and forth. We were going to the park. And yeah, it was. You might, you might have a point on your head there. That was special. Let's go through some of the comments. Um, uh, I said, yes, it made sense, Andy. And Hedia's explanation was helpful as always. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. So good. Uh, that part I really identify with too, uh, Lisa says. And I asked him, hi there. Hi there. Our, we haven't <laughs> had someone from Twitch in a while. Yeah, so a couple, welcome. Maybe a few months since we've had somebody. Um, but glad that you're here. Tell us a little about yourself if you wouldn't mind while you're here. Say hi. That, Where are you watching from? How you found us? Uh, yeah. Are you, um, are you uh, following God? Do you walk with Jesus? Or you're thinking about it? And I like this other part. And um, consider what you owe to the fact that he never changes. Because you have changed a thousand times and he has never changed once. 
And I just think to my, how many iterations of my life I've been in. Well, that's what I thought of too. <laughs> right? Not you, but I mean, yeah, you too, but uh, me too. Right? Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, so many. And yet he was faithful and dependable and yeah. always there. And, and you just think about that, that he never changes. And yet we are constant. We are all over the map all the time. Adam and Eve got the same God that we got. He's the same God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's never changed. Like, oh, uh, the the oh, God that they saw. Okay, I missed that. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. She, I, oh, sorry, I don't know why I'm assuming you were she. I am from Europe, Europe and the same experience here with COVID. Ah, uh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, that COVID, it, it was either dramatically horrible for people or some, I've heard some other amazing stories out of COVID yeah. for people. Sure. Um, we woke up from our slumber, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> we found out how horrible our schools are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so much that we can look at. It, it, although that's not, it, it was bad to see how bad they were. It was good that we we saw it, hopefully, before it's too late yes. for our kids. Let's hope that, that the fight fighting that we're doing. Yeah. And what country in Europe? Because I'm curious to see what, like, if the situation was really bad. I'm guessing Germany. Why does that look like an emblem? Of I don't know. I'm just guessing Germany. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm interested to know. I like what Jim said. Should we read that too? Sure. Oh, yeah. Let's do it, Schnugs. There you go. We owe everything to Christ, for he bought us with his own blood, Acts 20, 28. As a result, many, many may declare, as Peter once did, I will lay down my life for you. But of course, he said that just before he denied Jesus three times. To be fair... Peter made his bold claim before the Holy Spirit was given. Yet, it is still easy to say, I'm willing to die for you, Lord. But the question is, how many of us are willing to live for him? Mm. After all, Paul said, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice. For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent and live. That's from Ezekiel 18. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. For in him we live and move and have our being. He died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Mm. That's the, that's the ultimate um, repayment is that we no longer live for ourselves, but we live for him. You know, I really love that part here that um, the question is how many of us are willing to live for him. And I can tell you, one thousand percent i feel more alive now than i have I, I mean there's so many things that i did you know mm -hmm. but they were all for nonsense reasons the things that you know in in some ways you know the whether i was on television doing my tv shows with caesar milan or or on you know the tv shows that i got invited to do or even working for Disneyland uh, in the Disney Corporation, which seemingly for a business owner working, getting asked to have a cut. You, you think that those are like pinnacle parts or even having a business where I had 500 employees. You're thinking, well, that, that's got to be an amazing time. They were horrible. They were horrible. I know. I know. Quite, quite often they were horrible. I mean, I, I, they got me to where I can do the things I do today for sure. So I, can't, I don't want to have a regret necessarily. But I'm just talking about in the in the sense of a living, right? Because you're living for a false idol. Yeah, 
it was money, it was things, it was, and it was never, because I think also those of us that are predestined uh, to worship the Lord, he, he puts that feeling of insufficiency in us where we just look around and no matter how much we run the race, we're like, I am not fulfilled. No matter what we accomplished, that sense of, of emptiness is God. Like it's such a blessing to feel that emptiness because that kept us on the pursuit of him. Because there are many people who go through their lives never feeling that, never feeling that sense of emptiness. They're like, great, I've acquired, I've gained, I have power, I have knowledge, I want more. It just hit me. Davos. It just, it just hit me. It just, <laughs> the, the living, living for me is, is empty. Yeah. Living for you and the kids is amazing. I think that's the thing. I live for God, you, and the kids. Oh. And, and, and those things are so much more satisfying. It, it, I have less every day. A little bit less of me is amazing. <laughs> it is because because i get less angry i get less uh hurt or uh you know there's less i don't know it's, i mean it's easier to do things yeah when it's not about me when it's about others so true it, it's so free and so this this living for for god and family is is so much more colorful um has so much more uh, sense of love and feelings. It's amazing. Well, but it's not, and see, but the, I beg to say that the feeling that you have about family is based on the fact that you you have love for God mm. because you've had this family other than me, right? I, and I truly appreciate that you do love me, but you've had family and you had the opportunity to live for family yeah. and it and I didn't. didn't, I didn't, I was living for me. Right. Because, and that's the place God takes. Yes. So when you when you take yourself off the throne and you put God on it, everybody else looks a lot better. Yeah. The wife looks better. The kids look better. <laughs> living for them looks better. I mean, he literally puts rose colored glasses on everything that you do in his name. To make the simplest tasks. Mm. Um, and I, I see that even in our relationship because me and Andy live a pretty, I mean, you know, we do a lot of, you know, these kinds of things, but we, we live a pretty simple life. You know, we don't really go where, we, you know, we eat out occasionally, nothing fancy. We watch TV, we raise our kids and like, we have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The joy, it's, it's literally the joy of the Lord because I, I know tons of people who are just raising families um and are miserable yeah they they, they look miserable <laughs> right they, they, they literally look miserable because without <laughs> sorry without god i mean they look it's almost like it's slavery yes you know what i mean like this is like literally torture and so it's really um having love for god at the center that he just makes everything else look beautiful he makes the simplest things look beautiful wow yeah for sure um, oh, Portugal. I uh, chose that. No, I, I keep forgetting that Portugal's in Europe. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. But I hear a lot of Americans are moving to Portugal. I, I've, I can't tell really? you. I think maybe three conversations I've had with somebody who said, hey, we're, uh, I go, where do you think I'm moving to? You know, what, is it Florida, Tennessee, Texas, Idaho, the normals? And they go, no, Portugal. I and then, they, and then maybe a week later, I was talking to somebody else about kind of the same thing. Yeah, no, we're looking at some. Uh, we're looking to move to Portugal. What's with Portugal? 
And what is it? What do you think it is um, in Portugal? I want to read the song she has. We have a religious song here. Lord, we are hungry. Lord, we are thirsty. Not a thirst for water. Not a hunger for bread. They are the reasons for living that we are missing. There are, there are reasons for living that we are missing. Mm. It's so, it's so true. Because when you live for bread and things, it is never satisfying. The thirst for God. Yeah. Thirst for the Lord. Hunger for the Lord. Yeah, it just changes your life. Yeah. Choose life. Choose life. Said Jack Hibbs, apparently. I'm sure he did because he, he says amazing things. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Hedia. Oh, I don't know what I said. That was wild. I Thank think, you. I think it was me telling you, saying how much I love you. Oh. I think. I could be wrong. Lisa? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to take over. <laughs> you can't help yourself. I know. Uh, the screen on YouTube keeps freezing. Oh, that's weird. It's not us. No, we have very little internet. It's always Friday night with all the kids home. Um, that's always happening. Could be, yeah. Our internet's a little wonky right now. And Lisa's half Portuguese. Look at that. Wow. A connection made. I want we to go. how Kate, uh, Kate's feeling. We're going to have to check out Port Portugal. You've been, haven't you? No. Oh, I thought you'd been. No, that was no. Hungary. Hungary. Okay. Yeah. Budapest. Portugal's wonderful. Maybe that's why you get, well, be careful because you got an influx of Americans. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of them are Californians. <laughs> But uh, yeah. usually the Californians that are fleeing are, are not, you know, the Gavin Newsom lovers. Yeah, you don't want those. You don't want those to stay home. <laughs> stay. We want them to stay home. But we don't see, want them to go. It's, uh, it reminds me of the old, um, like, adage they used to tell us about the guy who tried to outrun death. Mm. And he kept running because he saw the Grim Reaper in yes. his home. And so he kept running to other towns. And then when he dies, he's like, well, did you think you were going to outrun me? He's like, I'm coming to get you. It's death, you know? And it reminds me of people trying to leave California. Then they go to Idaho or they go to these other states and they realize they're just as bad or they have different kinds of problems. They're like, we'll go to a foreign country. And there we're going to, we're going to escape this. But it's like, you realize you take you with you when you go, don't you? Mm. You know? And yeah. um, sometimes it's just not, it's not the land it's, it's, it's not the ground that's causing the turmoil. Yeah. The wow idea was about Andy's explanation about how much our life changes once we live for the Lord. And just the way um, you put it was so great. Oh, thank you. Awesome. She said Harry, but I know she's talking. There's no Harry on this broadcast. No. <laughs> if they're good people with a good heart, they can come. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know I'm hearing some really good things about Portugal. Uh, every time somebody talks about it, there's nothing. They say it's amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah, we may have to check it out. Yeah. Maybe we should go there. We got a week when Zora's gone to, to her school trip. Oh. Uh, it, I don't know how much of it coincides with the kids being gone. It's not one of the countries you can't go to, is it? All right. European country, I should be fine. <laughs> That's interesting. What? I mean, I know that we none of us can go to North Korea, not that we would ever want to, <laughs> but uh, uh, just thinking about there's countries that you can't go to because of your passport, right? Your passport right. would give you a visa. Oh, your visa. Because um, the visa application asks your religion. Uh, so if you go to a Muslim country that you've entered before on a previous visa application where I would have said I have Muslim, I'd be considered an apostate if I went uh, back and put that I was Christian. 
So Eospidem. I don't know how to say that. But, uh, that was very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Hedia uh, used to be a uh, Muslim yeah. uh, and converted to Christianity, but was very well known in the Muslim world um, and uh, did a lot of work for our government uh, fighting uh, uh, terrorism. Yes. So, it, 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 yeah. So that's the reason, in case you're wondering. There's people that watch that may not know your story. Exactly. So yeah, so, so not, not because she's a criminal, not because uh, her face <laughs> is in every post office in Islam, <laughs> although it could be. Yeah, it's in a number of post offices, I'm sure. What do they do with somebody that wears a hijab with their eyes and they're wanted? Do they put a picture of of just yeah, their eyes? Most wanted <laughs> you know, you gotta wonder. Yeah, because <laughs> it wouldn't do any good to put their picture up. No, hmm. you have to put the shade of black they like to wear. For a hijab, like how would they do that? Would I they have don't to, know. Would they have to put a picture of their camel? <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Folks. I'm just kidding. Oh, you, but that you got to wonder. Joke me and Andy, <laughs> as many of you know. But yes, it's so. I interesting. married a redneck. <laughs> a redneck Mexican. Yaspidim uh, uh, respects both religions, as I think in, in I think in some ways you could say that you respect absolutely the people of, I of love Islam. Muslims. Yeah, because a, a lot of your my family. Entire, my entire family is Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the Italian. It's the Latin word for Jasper. That's so sweet. I like that. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. All right. Should we get to this? Oh, did we yes, read the scripture? We didn't. Matthew 8, 11, and 12. I tell you, many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. In that place, they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I hope we're, I hope we're in the table with Abraham. Right? I used to gnash my teeth. You don't hear me gnash my teeth? No, I do all the time. Mm. Uh, when he had received, oh, John uh, 1930, when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. I'll tell us die. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. That's when uh, they, the they stuck the sponge yeah. of wine in his mouth, which was also a lot of other nastiness. Yeah. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And so I wanted to cover because in the in the devotional it talked about the baptism, and I just wanted to cover this because I did not occur to me. And depending on what version of the Bible you read, you may not catch this. But um, our church, Calvary Chapel, Geno Hills, um, Pastor Jack on Wednesday nights is going through Hebrews, and we're on Hebrews six one through three. And so in the New King James version, it says, "Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, here Paul is like." Let's move on, folks. Let's graduate. Let's mature. So he's saying, let's leave the elementary discussions. Let, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms, sure. of laying of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. Meaning this is the, ba the basics. Doctrine, doctrine of baptisms is plural. And so he went through an awesome explanation of first you receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, sealing you until the day of redemption. That's upon salvation. It happens in an instant. 
but the fresh filling of the fire that happens when you ask for power, the Holy Spirit's power, those are fresh. That's like a fresh, that's like a baptism by fire, Hmm. which is what the Pentecost talk about, make you speak in tongues. But he was saying it's, that's not the only evidence of it is speaking in tongues. Um, But when in the Bible, especially in the book of Acts, it says, and when the, and when the fire, when the spirit fell upon them, um, they did X, Y, and Z. So he said, that's why it's baptisms, plural. Mm. Love that. Yes. Thank you. What about Psalm 91? Oh, that was where we just got this expression about though a thousand may fall in your left and 10,000 may fall in your right. Psalm 91 is a scripture for protection that people like to um, they're fearing, fe- fearful, or just want protection over their homes and their families. Very cool. All right. What do you think about this balloon that's flying over our head? I don't get this whole balloon thing. <laughs> I really don't. And the fact that there's an explosion in Montana, and now there's another balloon somewhere else. I, I don't know what in the world's happening with the balloons. And why are we? Why are we letting them fly? I know. Yeah, I can go to a whole tangent about it, but uh, I just thought I'd ask you that. But I, I thought uh, I have something far more interesting that just popped up, which is fantastic. Oh, that she's an atheist. He? Are you a he or she? Sorry, I keep using an. I'm assuming pronouns here. Uh, she respects. He respects. Ispadim respects both religions. And um, by the way, I'm an atheist. And you love to talk about God. I love Love that. that. Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, we're just, uh, we're not Bible scholars. He, he. he, sorry. We are not Bible scholars by any stretch of the imagination. Just a regular guy and girl walking with Jesus. (laughs) Man and woman. Man and woman. I like guy and girl. I like guy and girl. Yeah, I should have stuck with that. Me. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't correcting you. I was just saying. such a great teaching on Wednesday night. Lisa says, yes. and Ispadim says, just beautiful. The balloon? No, oh. <laughs> I don't think so. Actually, what is he referring to? I think the explanation about baptisms, oh. the different baptisms. I believe, but I'm interested uh, very much in um, in in not interested. I'm hopeful that uh i wish i could pronounce your name how, how about i say jasper i hope jasper <laughs> continues to uh tune in when he can when he finds that we're on because um i love that uh, uh our pastor jack hibbs over at calvary chapel chino hills which is here in southern california often uh tells us uh to make sure and and have friends that are atheists and to spend time with them so we would love to spend time with you anytime that you're able to join us that would be awesome uh, um, just hit the notify button on the yep. broadcast. Yep. Does Twitch have notify? I believe so. I think you can subscribe or notify. Um, uh, at least you could subscribe. I know for sure. You yeah, can we hope you meet the risen savior. He's amazing. For sure. Lisa says. And there's a w- Russian warship armed with advanced hypersonic missiles completing a drill in the Atlantic Ocean yep. with joint exercises with the Chinese and South African Navy um, in the mid-month. It's been going on. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know. All kinds of stuff happening. None of this stuff would have been happening under. You know who? Orange yeah, you Man. Know, Orange Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't think about that. You know, earlier I didn't say it, but I was thinking it, is that this, this is kind of like, that's, 
the the example of having a respectful leader. I'm not saying Trump is God. Nobody, please don't go firing off a bunch of them. But just leadership, leadership in business, leadership in um, uh, in the military, leadership in the police department. When you have strong leadership, you don't have things like what happened in Memphis with those five nitwits. Um, when you have strong leadership, that doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Because you have respect for the leader, you don't want or to. Or you just don't hire people that you don't right. think. Right. The, the whole system runs better. Um, and here we have a weak. And he's not even a leader. We have a weak person in that in the White House that anything goes, and especially when he's compromised. Where for years he and his son have been making money off of the Chinese. He, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? They, they know it. The stuff, none of this stuff would happen. It doesn't, the, the, the Ukraine Russia thing would have happened. Uh, the threatening of, uh, of the islands around China that they, uh, what's the name of the place that I can't think of it. Um, not, uh, what's the Taiwan, Taiwan. Uh, the threatening of taking uh, action against Taiwan, uh, against like North the, Korea, like against all Japan. The, all the world leaders think about like, how much do you think we can get away with yeah. right now? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, when we have an overall leader of God and we, you have the respect of God, your life is better because you understand that you respect that leader, that you, you have a leader that's in charge, that you go to when you need something. You go to when um, uh, you, you want his love when, you're, when you just need to feel comfort. He's both loving and respectful. And it's a it's a so spectacular. So Carrie mentions the balloon more more questions than answers, but nothing surprises us since I stay read up on prophecy. Is there something about a balloon in the prophecy? <laughs> no, just the end times. Oh, just the end times. Okay. I'm trying to figure out the whole balloon thing. I don't understand. I mean, to me, I think there's something significant about the balloon. I was telling Andy I had this very vivid dream last night. I've had a couple of very vivid dreams about very dangerous times ahead. And this was another one that I haven't had in a long time, but a very old friend of mine came. Um, and the reason I'm telling this story is because of this whole concept of the balloons and in time that uh, came to hide in my house. He was running for whatever reason. And, um, and he wasn't home and he was just like, please, you have to hide me. Please are coming to get me. And I was like, yeah, sure. And, and then before we knew it, there was a helicopter in the air, uh, through a bullhorn calling his name, telling him to come out. And we just panicked. We didn't know what to do. And then suddenly this mechanical arm came through the window and based on a device he had on his chest, um, was able to extract him from the house with this mechanical arm. Very similar to, you remember the carnival where they had those stuffed animals and you would use those cranes to pick the animals up. It literally just picked him up, and dragged him out of the house, right up into the air. And I was like, <laughs> so like but i wasn't i wasn't shocked i felt bad he got taken but i wasn't shocked at the technology and so uh actually me and sarah the, my daughter had a conversation this morning about she's like are we really going to be bugs she's like what is wrong with people and i said that's the thing it's this advancement in technology people want to do whatever they tell them thinking their lives are going to get better because their god is life they don't want to die. It's eternal life that becomes their God because they, they want to live forever. And so you take all of these things into um, ingest or on your body because you think it's going to make your life better. 
And in fact, you have no idea what they could do to you with those devices. Mm. Wow. Hannah says the balloon is Chinese food delivery. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, didn't they say, wait, I wait. Didn't they have that at one point? Wasn't Amazon dropping off drones drones and then when people got really mad, that just suddenly stopped. Uh, I think they, they're just still experimenting to see how they can make it work. But I heard a bunch of people got mad because they thought they were spying. Yeah. The drones could spy in yeah. your house. Sure. Uh, and then Espidin says, sorry for the question. But is he a person of God? Who? Orange man. The orange man. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Only God knows the hearts. Well, I mean, he confesses to be. I don't know that he's ever. So here's the thing. I don't yes. know that he's ever said it. Yeah. But and people have tried to press him and he doesn't answer. And people have always prayed over him. What we what what Christians liked about President Trump was that his policies were in line with uh, many of our, our faith, especially when it comes to right. uh, uh, abortion. He was the only president to go and speak at a pro-life um, uh, event at Washington DC. I think pro it's the, I think a pro-life rally, one of the biggest March for life. March for life. Thank you. Uh, he was the only president that's ever done that. Um, he uh, did a whole conservative Christian judges, yep. Supreme court, the Abraham, the things. Abraham accords uh, were named specifically for that reason for peace in the middle East. Um, so, so many things that he did were in line with the Christian faith, whether he's a man of God, he closed his eyes and prayed when people prayed over him. He often had people come in uh, that would pray over him. Many of the Jack Hibbs, our pastor, is, a, I would say, a friend of um, President Trump and Mike Pompeo, who's spoken at our, uh, at our church. So many things in line with the Christian faith. Whether he's a Christian, uh, that's, that's up to him and God. Uh, we know for sure Biden is not. <laughs> he says he's a Catholic, but uh, he does everything uh, opposite of what a, uh, a, a, a Catholic would do or a Christian would do. Yeah. Uh, anything else? And Hannah thinks it's a distraction. Biden signing more evil bills. Yeah. And Carrie says, how does it stay up so long? Why can it go from 40,000 to 60,000 without exploding? What is in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have this like fear that there's, there's bad things in it that when they want it to implode, it will, and bad things come out of it. That was the thing I was thinking, yeah, for sure, shoot that thing down. Everybody, I think, agrees that it should have been shot down, but there is that little bit of me goes, well, what's in it? What's in it? What, right. what will happen when it does come crashing down? Not that it'll land on, if, you know, if, when it, they, knew it, they knew when it was over the ocean. They, our military knew it was coming. Right. So they could have shut it down then. So you're kind of wondering, why not do it then? Why they were just hoping we wouldn't see it. The only reason we know about it is because a civilian saw it and said, what is this thing? But yes. do you know that when they were talking in Davos, they were saying when they were wargaming the next pandemic or potential um, reason that they would keep us inside the house, they said it would be a climate uh, extreme. So can you see with allowing these kinds of things in the sky, it's another excuse to say, and not necessarily they're gonna do it for this one, but it's test running. What is our, What are Americans gonna do? Are they gonna get so scared they're gonna stay inside their house? Is this another way in which we can keep people locked up? Yeah, they're throwing different stuff out there to see what sticks. Yep. In that balloon, are those, uh, do you remember there was a, a hurricane movie or something like that that had these little balls? No, it was a tornado thing or something like that. You remember that? Well, they were some these little, a whole like thousands of little tiny balls into the thing and then somehow it would control the weather remember that yes, movie? when they were trying to purposely create weather pattern changes? i think something yeah. like that yeah maybe that's what's in there those little tiny balls 
Maybe I mean, it's, it's the size of like two to Maybe three cyborgs. buses is what they say. That balloon is oh, two to three buses. That's you're how big it is. picturing a little balloon. No, no, no it's 60,000 feet in the air and, we, and, and somebody saw it. That's, wow. and, that, and that's the only reason why the military fire the, you know. Uh, yeah, Hannah says there may be bioweapons. That's what I was afraid of. I think that's maybe why they're not shooting it down. Yeah. And uh, Lisa's point about Trump was that he doesn't mock Christianity. Yes. That's right. really important. Yeah. And this is, I think, commenting on my very advanced technology in my dream. Yes. <laughs> it was very advanced technology, but not so far-fetched. I mean, it really, depending on what we allow. I mean, to me, it's not like he came in with a like a bulletproof vest that you could see would be attached. It just seemed like there was some technology that was embedded in him that allowed that mechanical arm to be able to track him and to retrieve him, to literally grab his body. <laughs> um, so it was just, I think it was just something that the Lord was telling me to just be aware because I, I've actually had, as I said, a number of those dreams that the Lord's just warning me Yep. of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, and they'll hide under the bed. Fear tactics again. Yeah, they just want us to be in a constant state of fear to be dependent on the state. But that's why they don't like Christians because we don't fear. No, we don't fear death. <laughs> they go, what are you gonna do? Send me to Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> uh, have you heard eggs yes. have antibodies against SARS-CoV-2? No. Are you talking about Dan Bongino? Um, had uh, oh my gosh, Lucy Davis and Donald. Yeah, well, they had um, and how did that? Is that coming from the cows? I don't know. I, I was kind of listening to Dan today, but it was the uh, interview with uh, the doctor. I can't remember his name. He's a scientist. Oh, that the knows, famous one. Yeah, yeah. The one with the beard, the white yeah. beard, and white. Yeah, he was talking and talked about how they use the eggs. Maybe that's why I don't get sick because I, I eat eggs. So you much. eat a lot of eggs. I eat a lot of eggs. I love eggs. <laughs> Last one, and then we got to go. We gotta go, Lisa. <laughs> uh, I had a dream two nights ago where the Lord showed me a very interesting thing, and I'm still waiting to see what it all means. Definitely some kind of warning or preparation. Yeah, oh. there's a lot of that going on. Kinds. So many chicken farm fires. Oh my oh god, my god Carrie's yes. putting this all together. She's putting the eggs and the chicken farms together. Oh, this all kinds oh. of food processing centers have no, gone up in flames. But the fact that there's a uh, immunity from the eggs, and then they blow up all these chicken farms. Oh, so there's no eggs left to. Yes. Oh, the eggs, the eggs that had the, the antibodies in them. Wow. Okay, now we've really gone off the reservation here, folks. <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> it's it's fun to just think about these things. Like Jasper's that. thinking. I thought this was a Christian the, the devotional thing. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of we every so often we kind of. And it always starts because of Andy, because he says these like <laughs> totally rando things. And I just follow, said, "What do you think of the balloon?" We follow these. We follow these rabbit trails, rabbit trails to entertain him. <laughs> Thank you all for following along with us. Carrie says her job was to think outside the box. Nice, absolutely. Yours too, though. Mine too. Yeah. So Thank I don't know why I get all the blame. Because I because you started. I think outside the box of the box. And you started. Yeah. Because we all may be thinking it, but we just don't talk about it on the devotional. <laughs> but the devotional is about Andy and Hedia's walk with Jesus. Right. So we read the devotional, but we just talk about doing life. It's a biblical worldview, says Lisa. And she's correct. All this has to do with God. The balloons? Everything. <laughs> Look and, up for your redemption draws near. Folks. And it is. I mean, really, truly, when, they, when they're trying to use fear tactics to, to cause fear, if there were just more Christians, if if... United States would have stayed a Christian nation. 
if it was stayed as much of a Christian nation as it was, I don't know, early 1900s, 1800s. I'm not sure when it was at its peak. Yeah. They never would have shut down. They never would have shut down. No. They said, fear what? And they didn't. They had Ebola. They had all these other things, and they never, plague, which was worse. <sighs> now they, they just, we've created such fear you, through our universities and our, our high schools and elementary schools where we've created little monsters. Not my little monsters. My, our little monsters are fantastic. Our nice little monsters. Yeah. <laughs> they're a little afraid to go out in the dark and take out the trash. But other than that, they're, uh, they're pretty good. Uh, oh, no. Oh, here we go. Hannah says. Heaven bound soon, I hope. God bless all. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. They all come to saving faith. I think we need one of your prayers before we leave. Yes. Considering <laughs> we're all over the map. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> Oh, Lord, thank you for this time of fellowship and thank you for bringing levity um, and laughter and joy and all of it just to say, Lord, uh, that we love you and we, we're waiting for you. We're waiting for you to rapture your church, um, to come down with the sound of the trumpet, Lord, and uh, take us to meet you in the air, Lord. We, we look up for our redemption draws near and we are looking at the signs on the earth and, and wondering if these are just additional signs of you. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters, Lord, is that um, we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. And we're so grateful to know you. Thank you for saving us and redeeming us. And for our friend, Ipsidem, who does not yet know you, Lord, um, meet him in a special way. Meet him where, you, where he is. Um, reveal to his heart that you are the one true living God, that you sacrifice so much for us to be free, for us to have eternal life, for us to be forgiven the debt of our sins and to live a life uh, filled with joy and peace that comes from your presence. Thank you for all that you do in and through us and more of you and less of us, Lord. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Pray for us. We have, uh, what, eight, nine kids in our house right now? <laughs> we got rid of one of our kids, and yet we still have eight, Picked nine kids. two more. Yeah. <laughs> Three more. Three? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and it oh. says good night. It was wonderful being here. Thank you. Yes, thank you. It We're glad so you're nice here to too. You. God bless you all. We'll see care. you hopefully tomorrow. Say hi to all my American friends there in no, Portugal. Not tomorrow. I'm going to see my mom. No, not tomorrow. Sunday. Yes, we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> Take care, my friends. We love you. Bye. God bless. 